So my name's Ottilie, that's my real name, but I often go by Lily. I work as a stripper and I quite like the idea of having quite a normal name as an alter ego because my real name is quite obscure, so that's always appealed to me about stripping in a bizarre way. I started at uni because I realised there would be better tips working behind the bar of a strip club than a normal bar and then I realised that my perception of what women would be able to strip and with the reality were very different so I thought oh I might if no one tells me I can't I might be able to get away with this as well and uh, yeah no one stopped me <laughs> no one said oh get off get off the stage no one um, exposed that I wasn't like a, a proper stripper so yeah carried on There's the idea that uh, women who strip have got this like porn parody aesthetic, so everything's hypersexualized and fake and exaggerated, which there is that. But there's also a lot of girls who have very different looks, like girl next door or pervy girl or skinny girl or hairy girl. That's me. <laughs> I've got pubic hair. I've got quite a lot. <laughs> and it's always been quite a joke between the girls because most girls have, you know, no hair. You know, there's, there's trends, isn't there, of like Brazilians and the runway and then nothing at all. And so I've always liked the bush and I hopefully think it's coming back. I think the bush is coming back. So that whole Helmut Newton, you know, the hair and the kind of Amazonian. I always like that look, so yeah, I'm the hairy stripper. Um, <laughs> sometimes I used to colour in my pubic hair to really exaggerate it. Just, it used to piss some men off. I remember one guy shouting out, shave it, when I was on the stage, which made me more determined to uh, grow it. I don't see why I should conform to another person's idea of what a woman looks like. Like, what's sexy? You know, I feel sexy with hair because I waited a long time to hit puberty and now I've got my <laughs> I've got my womanly assets, I want to keep them. Some customers will ask, why do you have hair? And I will say, because I'm a 31-year-old woman. And some men love it and some men find it uh, quite off-putting. Um, which is not my problem. They've already paid for the dance, so there's no refunds. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's the thing that I quite like about stripping. There's a huge variation of, of women's body and makes you feel quite reassured about your own. So this is a weird kind of discussions you end up having with strangers, you know, about intimate areas that all of a sudden become quite exposed and that and 
so really, yeah, bizarre conversations you have. People always ask you when you say you're a stripper, oh, don't you have to deal with perverts and all of the men? Which I think is quite unfair because there's that stereotype that the men that go there are only that. They're only a deviant kind of section of society or that they're perverted and there's, you know, there's there implied malice in there. And actually, I've, I think that I encounter much more hostility and abuse and creepy... Um, vitriol went away from men on the street every single day a man will say something that I find abusive to me and I think a lot of women deal with that and in the strip club they can't there's clear parameters and boundaries and if they overstep that line then they're removed so there's a, there's a safety and a respect that actually isn't that present in the everyday world People also have a preconception that, you know, there's no kind of um, genuine interactions between people because there is a financial transaction, therefore there can't be any meaning. But actually, the financial transaction, in a way, allows you to dispense with that and you can actually speak about things that can be very touching. And, and a lot of men go there in a way it's, it's a, just to have someone to talk to. The girls, we, we call it emotional labour. There's a lot of emotional labour in stripping and some people are lonely, some people just want attention, some people do just want to see tits, some, some people just just want that undivided attention that is given, you know, from a woman that they might not get in other aspects. So you can, yeah, you can have some genuine, real genuine moments uh, in strip clubs between the customers and between the girls. Caitlin Moran wrote in a book about how, because she went to a strip club once. I like Caitlin Moran, but I felt very let down by what she said. She said, I don't think there has ever been in any strip club any kind of genuine affection or, you know, compassion. Um, And for girls to get down off the pole because you're embarrassing us. And I was furious with that because I thought, as a purported feminist, you've just... You've just wounded me as a woman because of you think you know better as a woman. And I, I felt really let down. So, yeah, there was this strip club, um, a little strip pub called The White Horse, and it has been in Shoreditch for 38 years. Before Shoreditch, it was in its present incarnation of very consumer and worth lots of money. Um, the place was just quite down at heel, but it was owned by family and three generations of women manned this strip pub. And I think that family business allowed them to treat us like we were family in a weird way. There was a lot more respect towards us as girls working for them than I've ever experienced in any other strip club because they tend to be corporate or run by men. The camaraderie between the girls, I mean, I made genuine friendships there. There was We'd always be laughing together in the changing rooms. We'd be talking about our personal lives and giving each other support or, you know, there was, there was a lot of uh, love between us and, yeah, we're there to do a job, but we we would make each other laugh and 
Also, the boss wouldn't extort us financially, which is common in the majority of strip clubs. They will seek any option to fine you, to put up the house fees, because you have to pay to work. The rules are arbitrary and, you know, they're made up at whim by every club. And so they're there purely to financially exploit you. So if you're late, you'll get fined. If you cancel a shift to do with anything, like an emergency, you'll be fined. If you make a certain amount of money, they'll take percentage. You know, you are at every turn exploited financially and it's not the exploitation of physical oh sexually exploiting it's the financial side and the the fact that that we have no employment rights that is exploited but this place we you paid a set fee and whatever else you made was yours there was an understanding that if there was a, an incident that you couldn't come into work that would be understood you were treated like a person i suppose but most most places just you know you you're disposable it closed because it was forced out of the area because of gentrification a big management company billion pound portfolio said we'll put the rates up so that your business is invalid or we'll pay you to leave so what do you do Last night, all the girls, we all got on the stage and we did a presentation of like all the girls' like, pictures and we made a video for her and, you know, we were crying in our underwear on the stage and it was really touching, moving, sad and, yeah, that little community of women has, has gone, it's been removed and a place where you're genuinely treated with respect has ceased to operate. There are genuine moments of affection and this place was one of those places that, you know, I, I've, I've been crying that it closed down, you know, it means so much to me and the girls and we held a weird jazz stripper funeral for it where we walked through Shoreditch, the coffins in there that we made, we had a saxophonist, a drummer, I was one of the pool bearers, we carried it down the road and there was a big crowd and it had R.I.P. the White Horse and then we had a wake where we had pole dancing and poets and it was a, a statement of saying, you know, good goodbye, we're going to miss you and welcome to what it's going to be now. It might be some sort of prep or some sort of gentrified wine bar or it'll be, it'll be shit. <laughs> um, it was a place that meant a lot and it's really hit me quite hard that it's, it's gone. <laughs> 